You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hey, welcome to the program. Welcome, Rain. Welcome, Rain. Even if you got wet coming into the car, coming to the studio from the car, like Lars. Did you? Uh, yeah. I, just, yeah, I, I just, put my little raincoat on. Yeah, I just I walked around uh, with no shirt on. Little like raincoat right, actually right takes a totally different uh, definition when you think about it. But we're not going to go down that road <laughs> right. right now. I still have one of those in my wallet. Mary <laughs> used to make a little circle. We didn't It's probably go. still good. Uh, <laughs> it's a magnum. Oh. Uh, Dave Parker is off today, but we got Tony Curry in the studio as well. Lars, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm wet, a little cold. Didn't uh, anticipate the the weather turning like this, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, I was down in Tuscaloosa yesterday, and um, in talking with my students, I always like to get a uh, a sense of of how they feel about the Alabama football team, and there is a sense of worry. In Tuscaloosa oh, right now. Worry, worry, worry? Desperation worry? No. Or there's a chance no, Tennessee no, no, could no, close? No, but then, you know, I uh, informed them that, uh, man, Bryce Young is going to play in this game. And Nick Saban, uh, on the honest uh, teleconference this morning, said that uh, people are going to ask about Bryce. Uh, there's nothing really to, there to tell you. Yeah, right. Uh, then he tells us exactly what we want to hear. 
He said he's making progress. He's been able to practice some and will continue to evaluate him as the week progresses. And, uh, look, all signs point to him playing. I, I don't really think it's that. He's going to play. We just don't know what percent he's going to be at, right? And then, right. No, the one thing that scared me was that when he came out and, and practiced with the team this past Saturday prior to the A&M game when he was day-to-day, he didn't throw one pass. And I'm wondering, I know he's thrown the football since he got banged up. He's had to have thrown the football, right? He's got to know how it feels like. But the fact that he did not throw one pass during the hour prep before that A&M game makes you wonder, hey, listen, do not throw the football yet. He's being told not, do not throw, and that's a week ago. So, listen, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. He can come right in on a whim and win a football game, but just, again, what percentage is he going to be at with that shoulder? Well, do you think people in Tuscaloosa and Alabama fans should be worried about this game? I think they should be worried with Bryce Young. Agree. Because of Hooker, mainly. And uh, just they're number one in the nation in offense. Tennessee. And Bama's top five defense. Alabama's. So that's a really, really listen, good matchup. Let's, let's, just, let's just cut the crap right now. The two games that Alabama had the most difficult against was, of course, Texas, where they had 10 penalties and 100 yards or 15 penalties and yeah. 100 yards. And then, of course, the four turnover game, and, and Milrow was responsible for three of those, and, and they gave up 17 points. They should have won 24 to 3, right? Well, no, uh, they had to turn those turnovers into points. I'd not, say more like 30 to This is not 10. a one time deal, though. Utah State, minus one. La Monroe, minus one. Dandy, minus one. A&M, minus three. And even on the other two. You cannot win football games when you're turning the football game or turning the football over every single game. They're minus six right now in college football. That ranks 115th. The fact that they are undefeated, you throw those turnovers at any other team in college football, period. Georgia, Ohio State, they've lost a couple times since then. It's It's incredible that they've won every single game with those turnovers. Particularly this last one against AM, because Jimbo Fisher doesn't know what to throw him. Yeah, well, he's going and, and it's, catching um, heat for that last call. And yeah, he really is. And because uh, it would have been caught, he wouldn't have got it anyway. Yeah, I guess y'all read Johnny Manziel. Yeah, we, yeah. we uh, talked wow. about that yesterday. Johnny Manziel uh, was not real happy with that, and he was saying, "Look, you practice these situations in every, basically every day." Uh, and uh, as much as I hate the fade, I would have thrown a fade before I would have thrown that. Oh, I hate, I hate the fade. fade. I hate the fade. I hate fades when it's in crucial situations like that. It's a good call sometimes, but you know, middle of the third quarter, throw the fade. Shovel pass. Three seconds left. Yeah, let's shovel, shovel pass. pass. Shovel if you're pass a Bengal, yeah. Bengals fans, uh, yeah. do not like shovel passes mm-hmm. at the goal line. Um, but can uh, I can I can I tell you something? Because I did some research for the show today. All right, we have a few minutes here. Yeah, absolutely. we know we know that if you lose the turnover war, you have a better chance of losing the football game, right? So they did a, a survey, or actually a, a, an, an analytic algorithmic analysis of, of, of 14 years of college football games. So this is a really good sample size, and, and Lars, you know about that because you're a writer. If you're plus five in a football game, you win 95% of the time. Plus four, 90%, plus three, 86%, plus two, 78%, plus one, just plus one, 66% chance, 50, 50, wow. zero. Minus one, you have a 37% chance at winning a football game. Minus two, 24%, 15-10. And, of course, if you have five turnovers more, you're at 4%. Alabama averaging a turnover a game more than their opponents means that you win football Is that games. the difference there? When you say minus one, is it minus one as in they had four, you had three, yeah. or is it just no. minus one and, and no, your they had four turnovers you, total? No. You, they, you, they had four, you had five. You had five. Okay. Okay. You, you yeah, right. Ball, yeah. Um, and then if you want to look at and, and they did a great thing, if you average – one turnover more. You're plus one. 
for the year, which means yeah. in a 12-game schedule, you'd be plus 12. That's uh, roughly an 8-9 to nine win season over the course of those 14 years. If you average plus 2, it's 11-12 to 12 wins in a season. If you average minus 1, which is what Alabama's doing right now, you average 3-4 to four wins in the season. If you're averaging minus 2, you're winning 1-2 to two games. So, I mean, what they're doing right now, man, they're, they're playing Houdini right now. They're, they're, they're getting it done. Aren't uh, they m- minus 1.5? They're minus six through six games. They're minus one. Okay. They're averaging a turnover a game. All right. Oh. And again, M- Milrow, you know, and I, I love what Nick Saban said. He, he played with a lot of anxiety. He's got to trust the guys around him yeah. to protect him. And he doesn't when, – when you're coming into a football game and you're backing up the Heisman Trophy winner, you want to make plays. And he did that last week. I mean, he had the incredibly long run, and, and, and I get that. But he is not playing football right now for Alabama to make big plays. Do not win the game for us. Just do your job. And that's what he needs to do against Tennessee. Gut feel, he start or not, Bryce? Oh, Bryce starts yeah. for sure. I don't think he finishes. I think he starts. I, but I don't I, think he finishes. I would almost say a hundred percent that yeah, Bryce I'm, I'm starts. That and uh, and we mentioned this. So we had Tim Brando on yesterday. Brando talked to it. Chris Lowe, who is as a reporter, who's a reporter for ESPN, who's as close to Saban as anyone, according to Lowe, that uh, Bryce Young will be the starter in this game. Jamar Gibbs has uh, rushed the football 36 times the last two games. How many touches does he get this weekend? If Bryce plays, and I think we all do, I think the number will lessen, but his uh, receiving, his catches will go up. Um, I think he gets maybe 15, 15 to 19 carries, somewhere in there. Can Alabama win this game with um, Jalen Monroe? Well, sure. Full-time quarterback? Yeah. yeah. If they win the turnover battle, yeah. If they don't turn the football over and have 15 penalties, yeah, well, that, Alabama can win this football game. That means he has to be rushed in the pocket. They can't make mistakes. And he has to throw. The, the yeah. one thing about Tennessee that we don't really know is they haven't faced a defense like Alabama's mm-hmm. this year. Yes, they are putting up incredible numbers. I think it's 548 total yards per game. Uh, Hooker is playing at a really high level. Uh, they have uh, experience at wide receiver, a, a good offensive line, but they have not faced Will Anderson coming off the edge. They haven't faced Dallas Turner coming off the edge. They haven't faced Chris Braswell coming off the edge. And uh, and if you get them in a third and more than four situation and you can play that cheetah package that we talked about yesterday, that uh, Tennessee could be in trouble. The cheetah package, in an understatement, is very hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Will Anderson is hard to deal with. Then you start the season with Dallas Turner, and now you're throwing Braswell in there. Um, I mean, they all have the same physical characteristics. Will Anderson much stronger, I think, and, and he's probably quicker than them. Yeah. But for goodness sakes, as good as Hooker is, Man, if it's third and four and I'm in the gun and I, I can see two on this side, one on this side, or one's going to cut through the middle, I'm, 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 I'll tell you what it does do, in my opinion. It cuts down on your checks. Mm-hmm. You're going one, maybe two. But you can't go three looks, can you? Uh, no. 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 You may not be able to go, you two. Be able to get two. No. Uh, I mean, you got to – yeah, exactly. You, it, once you hit the end of your drop, his back foot, yeah. 
that ball's got to be out. And I know this is coach speak, but I really think it's important that Alabama gets out of the box quick. That, yes, I, 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 I agree. I, I don't think they need to get down 10 nothing in the first quarter to Tennessee because I think that, that – It changes that, the whole dynamic of the game. You have to understand, and, this is a game 25 years in the making for Tennessee. They've been waiting for this moment for 25 years. I mean, they, this is their biggest game of – and Hendon Hooker, of course, he has a great game. They win. He doesn't even have to have a great game. If he wins and beats Alabama uh, – They'll have a – They'll have a statue right next to Peyton. He'll be second or third in the Heisman Trophy because yeah. you're going to have to win football games to be a I Heisman Trophy. he may be there now, in my yeah. opinion. But anyway. All right, good opening segment. Uh, it's Alabama at Tennessee what this weekend. What are we going to do the rest of the show? We're done. I'm finished. <laughs> have a good day. See you later. That was excellent. Mic drop. Let's play that 17 well, times. I, I guess fine. coming up, I think we got Roger Hoover, so we'll continue the Tennessee talk. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show on the Jay Barker Network. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Fear right. Six, the low tonight, 62. For tomorrow, dry air returns. The sky becoming partly to mostly sunny, the high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Curry is here, yes. so is Lars Anderson, and joining us now is Tennessee's master's degree holder, <laughs> Roger Hoover. Uh, that kind of floated through our uh, text thread this morning. Is that true? No, I don't have a master's degree at all. I could barely get an undergraduate degree. Uh, you are here. <laughs> I have been bamboozled again. I, I bought into the thing about McCullough. Would, have y'all read this uh, thread? No. I just said no, thread. That's I why said I don't thread. Read <laughs> uh, Roger graduated from Tennessee and worked with the Vol Network before going to Crimson Tide Sports <laughs> Who's Network. That from? Is any of that true? Uh, yes, some of that is true. Yes. So you work with Crimson Tide Sports Network. I think you're up on a lot of fake news, it sounds like. I, I would really check for that uh, blue check. This mark. comes from my producer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm, but since I got embarrassed on air. I'll call him out. That is from Josh Smith. <laughs> anyway, um, I think uh, I think we should move on. Yeah. Um, but hey, if anybody's going to be bamboozled today, it will be me for the third time in less than twenty-four hours. We'll get you so, one more time before two. Uh, I think I might have my guard up now. But what good does that do? Obviously. Hey, did you hear Richard uh, Nixon died? Uh, <laughs> Sad day. Uh, All right, reset, reset. Reset. Uh, Joining us now from the Crimson Tide Sports Network is Roger Hoover. Roger, what do you think about the upcoming game in Nayland Stadium? How's that, guys? Is that better? It's a pretty bland question, very general, not very specific. It's better than making himself an ass on the air. Yeah, Yeah, that was was excellent. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm really excited. Uh, I think this is the first time, probably 1996, that there's been this kind of buzz around a Tennessee-Alabama matchup. You know, you go back to that year. That's the reason I bring that year up because Alabama was a 7-0 at the time. Tennessee only had one loss and both had a lot on the line. But really, ever since then, you know, one team's had a lot of the line. The other really hasn't outside of 
trying to get a win against their rivals. So uh, the fact that both of these teams have such great resumes, first time entering this matchup undefeated since 1989, I think a new generation is getting uh, a little bit of a taste of what a lot of us had, you know, in the 70s and the 80s, uh, getting enjoyed this great rivalry that uh, goes back now over 100 years. So I'm really looking forward to Saturday in Knoxville. It should be a great test for this Alabama team that did some good things against Texas A&M, but obviously the turnovers have made that a much closer game than it should have been last Saturday in Tuscaloosa. Roger, you've been following Nick Saban for a long time, uh, reading his body language, his uh, reading between the lines of what he has said in press conferences and teleconferences. Uh, do you think Bryce Young is the starter on Saturday? Well, I just saw his comments from the SEC uh, coach's teleconference and that he is encouraged with what Bryce has been able to do uh, throughout the week. Uh, so that's certainly a good sign if Coach Saban is saying that for his availability. But I still believe no matter what happens on practice field over the course of the next few days, I think everything's going to come down to pregame warm-ups and how he feels once he's at Neyland Stadium. Uh, obviously, last week he wasn't able to make any throws during warm-ups, and that was a pretty good indicator that it would be Jalen Milrow's ballgame, the quarterback. So I think it all depends on if Bryce is able to make some throws and pregame warm-ups uh, getting ready for the ball game and then uh, really those 15-20 minutes after warm-ups are done right before the game begins how's his shoulder feeling after he's made some throws and gone through everything in pregame I think that's going to be just as critical as him warming up and getting ready for the game is how does he feel once he's able to rest a little bit and then try to get the arm cranked up again so uh, I think we're hearing encouraging things so far this week but it's all going to come down to that uh, final 30 minutes before the ball game on Saturday. Roger Hoover, of course, here on the Jay Barker Radio Network with the Alabama Sports uh, Network. Uh, we all, I mean, I don't know anyone that had A&M in the game last weekend. Everybody loved Alabama, and they thought it'd be over in the first 15 minutes of that ball game. And so I think a little people are a little tepid in going into this Tennessee game. By the way, game. could we get a touchdown in the fourth quarter yeah, for the over? Exactly. <laughs> um, and by the way, uh, Nick Saban, 11-4 and four against the spread in his career against Tennessee, 11-4 and four, if you want to look for some trends. And, of course, Tennessee is 1-5 and five against the spread when they're an underdog at home. Just a couple of numbers to look at. Uh, let's talk about Hendon Hooker. Uh, obviously, this play uh, not only into the fact that they can knock off Alabama in a game that's been 25 years in the making, but also uh, he could really bolster his Heisman Trophy uh, hopes in this thing. What has he got to do? We talked about uh, will he have time to look at his second or third guy? Will it have to be the first guy? What has he got to do as far as an offensively to get rid of the football and, and, and will they be doing little dinks and dunks you think or will they set up that long play because they've been good at those all year long I think they'll still go to the long play and try to hit some home runs against this Alabama defense. That's certainly what kept them in the game last year uh, in Tuscaloosa. So I would expect a little bit more of that. And then I think Hooker, I think for him to be successful, he needs to be able to find some running lanes uh, because he is very elusive, uh, similar to Jalen Milrow. Once he's in the open field, he's got a great burst of speed, and he's really hard to tackle. And that was what Alabama did best against Tennessee last year. Uh, they didn't allow him to scramble for very much of anything on some broken pass plays or design quarterback run. So I think that's going to be critical for the Crimson side coming up this Saturday. Uh, make sure they keep Hooker in the pocket, and if he does take off running, don't allow him to pick up first down. Don't allow him to do more than three or four yards. Again, that was something they did great with the same person
personnel a year ago. Uh, they're going to really need to do it this year. And I think uh, Alabama's the cheetah package that has been talked about all week long uh, with Will Anderson Jr., Chris Braswell, and, of course, uh, Dallas Turner on one side and Henry Toto. I interviewed him a couple days ago, and he said, hey, 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 don't forget about me. I'm also on the field during that cheetah package. <laughs> you know, all of those guys can really uh, disrupt uh, the quarterback and what they want to do. So I think that's going to be very, very important coming up on Saturday. Just don't let Hooker beat you with his legs. Make him go over the top, but uh, don't allow anything underneath either. To me, the mismatch of this game, everybody talks about Tennessee's offense being number one. Their defense is like 90th. Um, so I, I think that's what Alabama is going to exploit, especially if nine starts and plays. I think so, too, and especially in the passing game. Uh, Tennessee's defense has been relatively good. Uh, Tennessee and Alabama are the only teams in the SEC to allow less than 100 yards rushing per game. I think Tennessee's rush defense is maybe 11th best in the country and second best in Alabama's in the SEC. So that'll be an interesting aspect of this game as well if there needs to be some of those fourth-quarter drives where Alabama needs to leave the clock out and get this game over. And I think in general in this game, you want to make sure – Hendon Hooker and Tennessee's offense are off the field as much as possible. So I think the running game is going to be really important as well. It may turn out to be a shootout, but I imagine there are going to be some moments where Alabama really tries to bleed the clock and make sure that that Tennessee offense stays off the field. Yeah, and uh, you you look at uh, what other teams have done against that uh, Tennessee defense and, uh, look, Florida – uh, I think Anthony Richardson had about 453 yards passing or somewhere in there uh, and had great success. What, what, what do you think the offensive game plan is for Alabama? I know you said they're going to take some shots, but uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, will it be run heavy, you think, to begin? Or is it going to be, again, uh, it, dependent upon how, the health of Bryce Young and that right uh, shoulder of his? I think what you just said with Bryce Young, how comfortable is he? Can he play a normal Bryce Young-type game? And also uh, know that you know, he learned a pretty big lesson there a couple of weeks ago against Arkansas about when to get rid of the football. That was something Coach Saban talked about uh, after the ball game. you got to be smart about knowing when a play's not there and not only protecting the football, not turning the ball over, but protecting yourself. So I think that's going to be really important if Bryce does play. And I think ball security is everything uh, coming up in this game. You saw what three fumbles and an interception did for A&M's chances uh, turned what may have been a blowout into a really tight game that came down to final play. Uh, Alabama can't afford to turn the ball over coming up this week against Tennessee. Uh, any more chances that uh, Josh Heupel's offense has is not good uh, for what Alabama's trying to do. So I think uh, – Ball security is the number one thing that this group is talking about uh, this week. I think they're going to try to be as balanced as they can be because, again, I think there are some moments where Tennessee is going to be very vulnerable in the secondary, but I just know there are going to be those times where Alabama needs to keep the ball for a long period of time and really make sure that this game goes in the record books as a win. He does a fantastic job uh, pregame and, of course, during games for the Alabama Sports Network, and uh, he's Roger Hoover. He joins us here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. Uh, team... With the worst turnover ratio in the SEC is Alabama. Team with the best turnover ratio is the Tennessee Volunteers. And obviously you look at that number and you go, okay, just hold on to the football. Are Alabama football players sleeping with footballs this week? I would hope so. I hope it's like that scene uh, in the program uh, where the running back is taking the football with him to class, all the defensive guys mm-hmm. trying to knock it out of his hands and stuff like that, and there's a mad scramble for it. I hope that's happening. I haven't seen that on campus just yet uh, in the classroom, but I hope that's happening a lot. 
It's pretty amazing, and we went through some numbers. It's, it's hard to believe that Alabama's lost six turnovers more than they've gained, and they're undefeated. It just, it's just, it's, it's, it's so highly improbable, uh, and certainly could have lost that game uh, this past week. But I, you know, I, I don't know. And when we have Jay in here, we talk about that. You know, when you get the the, the fumble bug uh, as a quarterback, and obviously Milrow had those two fumbles where he tried to pull up in the pocket and, and got stripped, and then the, of course the interception. But it's just something that they've got to win the turnover ratio. They cannot do that and be penalized heavily like they did against Texas in the football game. It's very very difficult when you've got this bug mm-hmm. to get rid of it because you focus too much on it. Yeah. And when really you just need to go into it like it's the first game of the year. Mm-hmm. But, R- Roger, you start thinking about fumbling, what are you going to do? Yeah. Fumble. Probably going to fumble. And that's what Coach Saban uh, pointed out. He thought Jalen played with a little bit of anxiety at times. So that's, you know, with fumbles or also maybe just on some throws that were a little low or a little high from where uh, he normally would have had it right on the money. And you're just hoping that, you know, if Jalen does play coming up this week against Tennessee, uh, just having another week of preparation, uh, knowing that he played well on the road at Arkansas, hopefully that will pay off if he does indeed have to play the bulk of the game coming up this week. Great stuff, as always, Roger. Appreciate it. We'll be listening on Saturday. Sounds great. Thank and by you the guys way, as we go we'll out here, wait, 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 Roger. Uh, tell folks how they can find you other than uh, on Crimson Tide Sports Network on air. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Roger underscore Hoover. I'm always posting clips uh, from some of the different interviews we do for the Crimson Tide uh, Sports Network. We have our social media shows on Tuesday and Thursday, uh, Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR on all of our social media outlets. And then uh, everything coming up uh, this Saturday will start at 1130 Central from Knoxville. I can't wait, but thank you guys again for having me on. You betcha. Big Auburn friend of mine just texted me, and he's like, um, I know why Brian Harson's still the head coach of the Auburn Tigers. I'll tell you why. And your friend on social media, social media. <laughs> this wasn't social media. This was a text from a guy who's a uh, huge Albert fan who's crying right now. He's like, I know exactly. He's like, I cannot believe that Brian Harson is still our head coach, but I'll tell you exactly why. We'll tell you why on the other side right here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic 
Electric and Wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Come on, man. Give me some cool in the gang here. Call me cool in the gang. Open up an earth, wind, fire. Yes, I'm going to do my best. Shane Beamer's dance move. You got him from his kids. Did y'all like that? Are you okay with him doing that? Sure. Just to jump into that before we get into the reason Arson is still at Auburn. He's a buddy of yours. Did did you kind of go, Shane, maybe you not not do that? You know, Shane is um, trying to show personality. Put it that way. Adult uh, men should never be seen dancing. You didn't that answer you, whether yeah. you were okay with it. <laughs> okay. You don't want to hurt your friend's feelings? Uh, okay, now prob- we've got somebody on the ropes. Yeah. Mark, <laughs> Anderson, <laughs> yeah, Anderson. yeah, yeah. Adult, adult white men should never be seen dancing, period. They should be like Urban Meyer and just sit on a chair and let a woman back up against you. This reminds me of like it was a year ago or so, Matt, when we had like Hate Wednesday. Remember, uh, remember that? 
It's just everything we hated we just talked about. Well, we could we could do it again. <laughs> no. I'm just not in that kind of mood. We got the rain. Did you notice? I noticed this distinctly when I walked outside. I could smell the rain. You know, that wonderful smell. And then everybody that gets on the roads, what do they do? <laughs> they drive like it's normal. They don't realize that the oil and the grit and the grease and all that built. And there's cars and wrecking this is, everywhere. This is the old man part of our show. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, Tony, so, I'm about tired of this crap. You know, you've been teeing off me since before we got on the show. That's why I'm sitting over here. Do you know yeah. what I can do? Get off yeah. my lawn. That. Uh, oh, he, okay. just, he just muted you. Uh, yeah. Go right ahead. Go, go, go ahead, Tony. Speak your piece. Uh, I'm kidding. The Harson right. deal. Let's move like into I'm that. Feel like I'm with Buddy Becker at Jitterbugs. Whenever I used to start going off on him, he'd turn my microphone off while I was on the floor. I'm like, <laughs> dude, no one knows what you're doing. It's not funny. Um, no. Um, so this Auburn friend of mine, and he, he's being somewhat uh, tongue firmly placed in his cheek, um, said, why in the world is Brian Harson still our coach? Uh, for a couple reasons. First of all, you would think that they would have fired him after the Georgia game, uh, which, by the way, uh, it's now 21-4, and four, that, that stat I give you. I will own up when I give you a trend, and it does not work. Uh, it should have been 22-3 and three because they were within the number the entire game until the end. They lost by 32, getting 30. Uh, the other thing is, is why give Brian Harson if you know you're going to fire him? Can we all agree he's going to be fired at some point this year, right? I know the There's, answer. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know the answer to why? Why hasn't been fired? Uh, so, so okay, hold on. So, so there, he's saying, why give him the chance to knock off an undefeated Ole Miss team to further muddle the waters? Because if somehow, he's only a 14-point dog. If somehow he beats Ole Miss this weekend, all of a sudden it's going to be like, wait a minute, oh, and, and you're going to have more infighting at Auburn. What They're hoping he loses because they want to see him gone. But the reason he said is they know they're going to get hammered against Alabama, and this is their best shot at winning against a coach that used to coach under Nick Saban. I'm like, you guys are reaching. This wow. Is, this is pathetic. That is some really – Because they, uh, they look at Lane Kiffin as, as, a, as a Nick Saban disciple, and if we can't knock off Nick, at least we can knock off one of his kids, which is a joke. But, I mean, I, I, I am questioning this move because, first of all, you shouldn't win. That line is a smelly fish, by the way. It's 14 and a half. That, that, that's, do, that's very, very doable. It's very, very low. There's a smelly fish there. They're it's begging, in Oxford, isn't they're it? They're begging yeah. you. Yes, they're yeah, begging you doesn't... to take Old Miss. They're begging you to take Old Miss. I'm going to take Old Miss. Yeah, and, and you know what happens in Las <laughs> Vegas? They'll be building a brand new casino, and it'll say Lars Anderson Casino on top of it. <laughs> um, so, so uh, But why give him the opportunity to somehow pull this game out and then further muddle the waters because you ain't, ain't going to fire a guy after you knock off a top 10 team, are you? No. Okay. I think what they're doing is just waiting because after uh, they lose on Saturday, 11 o'clock kick <laughs> uh, in Oxford, uh, they have a bye week. Yeah. And Zach Etheridge will take over, the assistant head coach, wide receivers coach, who's never been a coordinator. He'll take over on an interim basis. And um, and he'll have a little extra time to sort of implement what he wants to do that is different from Harson. And uh, I, I, I firmly believe by uh, 5, 6 o'clock on Saturday Central Time, Brian Harson will be informed that he is no longer the head coach. Because normally when uh, you are firing a coach during the season, the, the coach knows right away. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, really close to after a, a really poor performance. And then uh, there'll be a press release on Sunday morning, press conference Sunday afternoon, and uh, they'll go from there. And then they'll target Hugh Freeze. I talked to uh, Mark Ingram, uh, the UAB athletic uh, director. It's called the UAB's director's chair podcast uh, yesterday. And, and, and I, I will pretty much ask him anything. I mean, I, he knows I'm going to go after him. I asked him about the Brian Vincent situation. Why in the world is he an interim coach? Why would you do that to a guy who's been in your building for five years? We got into that. And then I asked him about uh, the coach's hot seat and the firings, and, and namely Brian Harson and, and Brent Venables, and why should they even be? Brent Venables is 3-3. Three and three. It's his first year. He's played six games. Yeah, they lost 49 to nothing. And they have never lost back-to-back games by 30 or more points, and they have for the first time. When you start setting history records on the bad on the down low on the bad side it's not it's not a good look quickly on the other side though yeah. Lincoln Riley left that cupboard uh, maybe with one can of old soup in it yeah I mean that team was de- depleted yeah I, there's no doubt um but when uh, I was asking about you know and he's like it's a, it's a what have you done for me lately society it's a social media society not every Auburn fan feels like Brian Harson should be fired in this particular situation but he said uh, one thing that plays into this and why coaches do get fired during the season is every single week you let him go and again, you have a payout of $15 million. It's another week of recruiting for the open season in December coming up. If you want to get rid of a guy, now's the time to do it. It gives you two months to get back on the road, at least try to save face a little bit. And it's not, he's like, listen, as, 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 a, as an AD, as an athletic director, it's a really bad look for Brian Harson to go out there and recruit all these kids and then fire him six games into a season after he just brought his entire family and his kids and for these visits. It's just not a good look uh, to do it midseason. But he said that's why people do it, because they want to get ahead of that recruiting process in December. I think it's so they can immediately hire Matt Rule, bring him in, let him take over midseason. Not. <laughs> can, I, can, I take, can I say something about Matt Rule? I'm going to get banged up here. I, I got to be careful how I say this. Well, it's hate Wednesday. Go for Some it. Some guys <laughs> just don't look like football coaches. Matt Rule looks like... Uh, he's done something horrible at some point in his life. <laughs> I know with, exactly with, where you're with, going. With children. Yeah. I'm just saying, every time I see that oh, guy, I'm like, the children part, you need to know. Exactly I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you, every time I look at him, I'm like, he looks like a dude that I wouldn't let my kid go to Starbucks with that guy. <laughs> Even if I knew who he was. If he was walking down the street, I would say, this is the kind of guy kids you stay away from. I'm just saying that. I'm not how about, saying. How about that one? I mean, uh, I mean, I'm showing a picture of the he studio, not, and he's got a crooked smile. And I like when guys, he, I like when guys who don't look like coaches do well because we have the stereotypical, you know, feel of what coaches should look like. But Matt Rule, uh, I wouldn't hire him just because of the way he looks. I'm just saying, he's scary. Jim me. Tressel never looked like a football coach to me, and you you know, got to know that guy. he went to yeah. Chuck E. Cheese right after he got fired. I'm just uh-huh. saying, yeah. I went to Chuck E. Cheese on Sunday. <laughs> You did. That's because they serve alcohol with pizza. <laughs> rats. No, I took, I'm joking. I took my kids there. Yeah, I know. I got well, out of there with only spending, oh, $400. Uh, yeah, but they all got little erasers, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. right? <laughs> did you get the ball pit? Okay. All right, let's, 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 go, let's go down. Uh, it, name it. <laughs> what, a, what a Petri dish. I mean, okay. Uh, is there another coach? Right, I've never asked here? for a break before, but we may need to break. <laughs> is there another coach that just didn't ever look like a coach on the um, sideline? Let's let's bring up a couple on the other side. Yeah, let's we'll do give, that. We'll give Lars a breather. Uh, <laughs> we do have a lot of other things to talk about, and uh, maybe a deeper dive in Auburn being at Ole Miss. What happened to my Braves yesterday? They got jumped on by the Phils. We could do that. Do y'all know who the number twenty-five team in the nation is? James Madison. 
Dang we'll talk it. about that too. Hey, tease ruler. <laughs> we'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Each week, week. DC and Matt Coulter will go deep behind enemy lines on Saturdays during the Tide Tailgate Show on 95.3 The Bear. The low tonight, 62. For tomorrow, dry air returns. The sky becoming partly to mostly sunny. The high, 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Thanks to Crawford Broadcasting and our folks over at Tide 100.9 who pulled the show off. We just sit here and talk into the microphone. All right, wrapping up the coaches thing real quick. Does Mike Leach look like a football coach? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. He looks more like a No, he, uh, he looks like a head coach. He doesn't act me. like a head coach. No question um, about that. But, uh, and, and I love his, his uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a little cranky uh, midway through football games, halftime uh, interviews. He's pretty short. But, yeah, he looks like uh, – and if he had a patch on his eye, he'd be even better. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's – and he'll he join looks, the show. If you, if you want him, I'll get him on Friday. He looks like a professor. He's and, a, he, and he's been a professor. He is a professor, yeah. He has a law degree. some really interesting games. You mentioned Jay Madison, yeah. James Madison being number 25. There are 14 teams right now that are undefeated in college football. We may lose about five of those this weekend. Um I think uh, the Arkansas BYU game, I think, is. This is a great weekend for college it football, is fantastic. by the way. Uh, the Arkansas BYU game is crucial, I think, for for Coach Pittman right now. They're on a they're on a slide a little bit. Uh, they lost a couple games. They're actually favored on the road at BYU. Which you I actually, think is really you think uh, Sam Pittman's in trouble? No, I don't think he's in trouble. But I mean, this season, you know, people are talking about Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansas. All of a sudden, we're finding out what they really are, and uh, they're in trouble. Uh, Oak State, of course, undefeated at TCU. TCU uh, had another great weekend, and of course, they're favored by four in this game against an undefeated Oak State squad. You got Penn State and Michigan, two undefeated teams. Something's got to give. Michigan State only favored by seven in that game. Uh, we mentioned uh, Mike Leach uh, giving up five on the road at UK. Let me tell you something. Without Levis, that UK squad looks horrible. Without their quarterback, they yeah. looked terrible. They could not move the football. I mean, I, I could, and you heard it right here on the show. We had South Carolina winning outright, did we not? Yep. Uh, and then I think uh, Clemson. Um, this is a tricky game for Dabo, giving up three and a half at FSU. I think uh, they may go down as not uh, no longer an undefeated team. So uh, some great games. We got Charlotte and UAB. We got LSU and Florida this weekend. Yeah, this is the best weekend. And this is traditionally speaking, for, from a gambling standpoint and for entertainment purposes only. Uh, guys will tell you the first uh, five games of the year, the better wins. The next five games of the year, you break even. And the last five of the games where you would think that you do the best because you have all this analytics yeah. and this information, that's when you lose your you-know-what. That's why bowl season is huge for, for sports For underdogs. For, yeah, yeah. Well, and for sports books, period. So this we're in that second five now where you really need to look at, at, at those lines. And if it doesn't look right, like Auburn – only catching 14 against Ole Miss, something's wrong. Those are the games you stay away from. We call them smelly fishes, but there's a bunch of smelly fish this weekend, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Did you say that you think Florida State has a chance to upset Clemson? I think they do upset Clemson. You think they do? Yeah, I think they win. Uh, So this is on the road at Florida State. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, Clemson has only given up 64 yards rushing a game, yeah. second in the country. Uh, Clemson's coming off an impressive uh, road victory against mm-hmm. uh, Boston College. Boston College only scored three it's, points. It's not impressive, is it? Against Boston Meanwhile, College? Come on, FSU suffered its second straight defeat mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. losing 19-17 to against yep. NC State. NC State's a good team. Um, yeah, I love the Seminoles in this game. But, why? Uh, well, for any reason outside not knowing what I'm talking about matchups, the line is way too small. I thought it would have been eight or nine. Uh, you got an undefeated look at that. I mean you're 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 better. Yeah. You got an undefeated Clemson squad playing at FSU. That's only they just had an impressive win at FSU. Yeah. Why why in the world is that line so small? They're telling you something. They're begging you to is take Is that Clemson the same situation with Auburn Ole Miss? Are I, they telling us something? I think they are. You know I think it's gonna hmm. um no longer be undefeated at the end of this uh, weekend is is USC. I think going to Utah with their defense, uh, I think that uh, maybe that uh, wonderful ship that uh, is sailing in Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. is, is going to. How have and you, that's only UCLA, that's three, and Utah's favorite, so you get points on the road. I mean, at home, take so. USC. Yep, and UCLA, uh, another one of those teams that's undefeated right now. Man, so. I can't wait for those two to play each other and let them. They let them wear the colors that they used to. Yeah. Oh, with the blue it, and the gold, and then oh. Let me ask you guys a question: Since we're talking Pac-12, is this the year that? Pac-12 gets a team into the college football playoffs. I am. Uh, I'm going to bite my tongue. I'm going to give it three more weeks because uh, you know right now they do look good, but it, it, everything. That's why you play a, a 11, 12, 13 game schedule, right? Because things will start falling apart, and much like the SEC used to, they start playing each other, and there's going to be some losses that correlate with. And that. there's so, some pretty good. And, there's some above they certainly average look good really teams. Good right I, now, I, yeah. I think Washington, Washington State can play well at times. Mm-hmm. Oregon, yeah. I just don't think that uh, they're ready to take that last step. USC next year, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. If, with you. if Alabama loses on Saturday. Is it really that big a deal in the grand scheme of things? Because Alabama will still control their own destiny. Yeah, they can still they, make. They, they, they win the SEC championship. Well, they win their division, and remember, then they win the SEC championship. They're in. Tennessee's yep. got to play at Georgia too. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? It's at Georgia. Is that correct? Yeah. Guy, if they get both Alabama and Georgia at Neyland, then somebody looks at the schedule maker. Um, but anyway, yeah. But it'll it'll devastate a lot of. If they lose, losing. I can't stand losing Tennessee. How many national championship teams has Nick Saban had at Alabama that have been undefeated? Uh, two. Two. Mm-hmm. The year they beat Texas and then the COVID year. And we COVID also year. used to say you can't lose late. Now we know you can actually lose in the SEC championship game and get in. And win it. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, I mean, we used to say you can never lose the last game of the year and get in. But and, and wait till well, get... the structure of college football playoffs has changed all. So, that. so Tony, right now, who would be your four that you think will make it into the playoffs? Uh, I think Ohio State is a slam dunk. Yeah. I think um, Georgia is a slam dunk. I think Alabama is a slam dunk, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go USC just because of their schedule. Yeah, <clears throat> I think their schedule is very favorable. They're they're playing some great football. They are waiting to the third and fourth quarter before they pull away. But I'm going to go USC. I, I, Can I, a one loss USC make it in? Uh, I don't think so. Depending on who they lose to and when, probably not. But I, I do think the college football gods are trying to help the Pac-12 out a little bit. I mean, that's one of the reasons we're going to a 12 team playoff, right? So these teams can get in. Um. Poor little baby Pac-12. I think, again, I think I think much like Tennessee, we always say when Tennessee is good, it's good for college football. It's good for college football when USC is good. Yeah. And they How got good a great is Oklahoma State, y'all? I think they're pretty good. 
They're they they six and zero every year. Gundy's been there for 37 years, and he's been 6-0 and 37 years in a row. And then he starts losing two or three games. He'll lose a game he's not supposed to, and he'll be gone. And they'll win 10 games, they'll go to the Cotton Bowl, and then it'll be over. And then they'll look forward to next season. I don't think he'll ever win a national title, but he's winning enough games there. He's like the Tommy Tuberville of Auburn. He wins 9.3 games every year, and it's just enough to keep his job, but he never wins anymore. Um, and Who's then, your fourth, Lars? Hmm. Michigan. Nah, I'd say Ohio State sort of breezes in, uh, and then I, I, I'm with you, Tony. I think Alabama, Georgia. Watch Penn State this weekend against Michigan. And uh, that line's yeah. weird too. Good one. seven point line's weird. Yeah, I'd say USC. Really, both USC. Y'all. Yeah, I'm I'm with Tony on this. Uh, I think I've got uh, Clemson colored eyeglasses on, but I think they're fourth. But you say that ends this weekend. Yeah, I think they're losing as a Seminole. So the the mm-hmm. thing is, like, just talent wise, do you think Clemson is there? Uh, I don't know. They're I mean, you put Clemson, their defense Clemson, is playing like the defense. Yeah. Clemson is the against USC would be an interesting game. Yeah, it would be. You're right on that. Yeah, I think any team against USC would be interesting right now. I don't know why this USC. This James like Madison, a, maybe. Good matchup. Yeah, the top twenty-five matchup, my friend. They're, they're one of the fifteen. Not, they knocked off App State. All right, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. That's Tony Curry along with Lars Anderson and Matt Coulter back with our second hour here in Just a Flash. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community but, more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Jay Barker Show on the Jay Barker Radio Network. Matt Coulter sitting in. Jay's got the day off. Uh, You know, we got Tone the Bone in the house. We got Charlotte Lars' dog in the house. And then we have Lars Anderson in the house. And, of course, we're talking about Alabama and Tennessee. I believe that this game pretty much has all of its luster, and I guess I'm getting into details. But I didn't like it when they let it fall outside of the third Saturday in October. I just thought that that was... uh, that was a perfect place, a perfect setting, uh, just uh, and particularly in Tennessee, to be very honest with you, yeah. on the banks of the Tennessee River, mm-hmm. with the leaves changing there in the Smoky Mountains, and the Tennessee tea and all, it's a wonderful setting. And as we discussed in the first hour, that place is going to be lit, I think, more so than any game in Tennessee history. What is that place old? It's 108. Do you remember? The, it used to be that and the big house used to be the only stadiums that Held six figures. Yeah, well, it expanded, but they didn't add any seats. They made the seats smaller about 15 years ago. 102,455. They will set a new Tennessee record this weekend for for attendance. There'll be people flying helicopters. If if the Cincinnati Bengals can do it, so can the Tennessee Volunteers. Hey, by the way, the Bengals are practicing indoors for the first time ever in their practice facility on Good. Friday. All right. Get ready for uh, Andy Dalton and going down to... Three losses all by last-second field goals. That'll rip your Last heart play out. of the game each time. That's, yeah, and I, I hope. Now, Andy Dalton had a good game against Cincinnati. Oh, Lincoln. it's the third so. Saturday in October, for goodness sake. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, uh, I, I threw out. <laughs> what an insult. Tennessee is plus five in turnover ratio. That ranks number one. The SEC Alabama is minus six. That ranks last. Um, I, I, I don't know. You know, you can look at third down offenses, red zone defense, whatever, and, and go, oh, but I don't know how you actually look at the best team that's turnover. Because. The Cincinnati Bengals, for example, the year that they swept the, the series, and, and I forget what they did. I think they played the Jets in the first round. They 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 were like plus twenty or something. I mean, it was silly. I hate turnovers because you could be just absolutely mauling a team and just blowing them out, and you have four turnovers, you're going to lose the football game. It's just, a, but that's 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 the way the ball bounces. But Tennessee one in five against the spread uh, when they're underdogs under Josh Heupel. Uh Nick Saban, this is silly. Nick Saban is eleven and four. Against Tennessee, against the spread, he's fifteen and zero. Uh, where it counts, overall, yeah. which is unbelievable. Um, Tennessee is twenty eight of twenty eight in the red zone this year. If they get inside, wow. the, isn't that amazing? If they get inside the twenty, they're scoring. Do you have what Alabama is? I do not. Okay. Uh, and also, and we talked about Alabama getting out of the box a little early. Uh, Josh Heupel, twelve and zero, when the Tennessee Volunteers are up at halftime. 
Um, so some interesting numbers there uh, to look at. Thanks for your research, at. Tom. Sure. I, I love doing that kind of stuff. I love numbers. Now, you know, it's, it's normally like saying this guy never misses a, misses a free throw. What's going to happen to you misses a free throw? It's like Will Reichard. Who could have expected um, him to miss two? Yeah. But, I, you know, I think um, I'm glad this game is where it is in the schedule. I don't know if I'd want to play Tennessee early in the season, um, and maybe later in the season would be better just because you can get an idea of how good this football team is. I, I'm still not buying totally into Tennessee just because I, I think they flipped this thing a little earlier than the, what Josh Eipel thought he was going to do. But um, I think it's going to be a great game, and I'm so happy to see that the fact that this game means something again for both teams. I am too, but it's if be Alabama were to win by 28, I don't think anybody would gripe in this part of the country. right in the middle of the afternoon. And uh, apparently, I haven't looked for the long-term forecast, but if it's anything like we've had the last couple of days, it ought to be perfect. It's going to be chilly, yeah. It's going to be nice. Bucket list is to go on the uh, volunteer Navy. So let me let me from Huntsville. Let me let me. We need to get a yacht, or in our case, a small houseboat, Mm -hmm. and go up the Mississippi. I think it takes about four years, so we need to, you know, depending (laughs) on the boat that you have. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to do that? Oh, yeah. Pull up to the docks right there beneath Nayland Stadium. We used to go down there because Dick Broadcasting, who owned the radio station that we worked for, Classic Rock, 995 and WVOK, they were the flagship station for the Tennessee Volunteers. We were the flagship station for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And so they wanted, they were going to win one way or another because one of their stations was going to win, the other one's going to lose. And, but we get up there in Tennessee, and that's where Dick Broadcasting was centered. They, they, of course, ran WIVK, which was just a monster, monster station, 30 shares every single book. And they would get up there, and we'd be, woo you know. And that's when I used to go back and forth. And, man, Tennessee fans would just. But we'd go to Calhoun's and yeah. eat a rack of ribs yeah. and, like, 17 pitchers of beer and then run across that interstate. Yeah, that's <laughs> a try little to dicey. That hill. Yeah, and then as long as you're not spilling drinks on Bobby Denton's board inside the PA announcer booth, you're in now, good whoa, shape. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's that? You're just ro- going to blow that past us? You're not going to go Denton detail? Bobby Denton was uh, the CFO of Dick Broadcasting. Uh, Beautiful black hair, big bushy black mustache, really nice guy, and invited uh, Carrie Lambert and myself uh, up to the uh, PA announcer booth, um, one Alabama-Tennessee game, and uh, some knucklehead had a Jack and Coke in his hand in the elevator and tripped on the way out and spilled it all over his board inside the PA announcer. (laughs) Did you spill it on his charts? It may be the first time that the PA announcer's ever dropped the F-bomb on the PA. He was like... Ben Mack used to call that drink. Ben Mack was our sales manager and Mm -hmm. a darn good one. He used to call those Johnny Majors, the Jack and the Coat. Yep. Is there one? Is there one? And I ask you this that before was the really break. Interesting. Is there one particular stat after the game said and done? You know, sometimes I like to look at games and not know what the final score is, and I just like to look at the numbers and try to see if I can pick out which team wins. Obviously, if Alabama's giving up the ball four times and Tennessee's only giving up one, it'd be easy to say Alabama's probably lost this football game. Outside turnovers and penalties don't really matter, believe it or not. But outside turnovers, which is certainly a, a, a very good indicator of who won a football game, is there one particular stat that you can look at? Like, say, Jamar Gibbs, who's had 360 yards and 39 carries his last two games. If Jamar Gibbs ends up running the football 27 times, can you can you decipher potentially how you think the game, if Hennon Hooker obviously then, goes... Then Alabama wins. Yeah. If Hennon Hooker puts the ball up 50 times in the game, Alabama's winning this football game. Because he has to throw the football, right? If Tennessee averages their yards per game, who wins? Alabama, or, sorry, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they're, if, they're you, not, if you look at them not five, knowing the score, five, four, and eight. it's 350, you're thinking Alabama probably had a pretty good shot to win. Mm-hmm. 
It's a very good test of football knowledge. Yeah, I mean, no, it really, it really is. is. To me, Gibbs, he's a bit of an all-or-nothing back, right? I mean, uh, he, last I think two he, weekends he's going to make a he's going to make a great NFL back. I think no, he's a little small, um, isn't he? Third down back. I know he's Kamara. Everyone's but uh, like Kamara back. It, it's just. I would like to know what his average is if you take away his runs of 50 yards or more. And I would be willing to bet uh, he's well, a, he's, a good amount yeah, he, that it, it's uh, under three and a half yards per carry. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you here because I, I, I kind of lean that way too, but I am confused. Why do we not count those or why do we even take it away? They count. It was an 81 yeah, yard no, run. No, you're right. They you're right. 270 um, plus yards. Um, but, okay. but just the, if you say, you let's don't. say it's, it's third and four. And you need four yards. Is Gibbs going to get you that three and a half yards, or is he going to get you four and a half yards? He's averaging nine point two yards per carry the last two ball games. Now, see that does in thirty nine carries kind of inflates his numbers yeah. is, uh, because of the eighty. But yeah. it's still, you, you, you count the eighty. Sure, third and four. I don't know if I'm giving it to well, him at all unless I'm swinging it. It's to like him. throwing a little two yard dunk pass, and the guy runs eighty yards. It counts for passing. I mean, yards. Like, and the quarterback know, gets uh, all that yardage. We become accustomed. Two really big backs at Alabama: uh, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, even Trent. Yeah, the Rob. We see that every time Trent comes in here. It's like I can't believe how big this dude I, is. What you know? What I say? I can't believe he's not playing. <laughs> I know. Right. Oh. Jeez, his thighs. His. You know what? No, his calves are bigger You're than. Really checking him out. Uh, he's, he's a, <laughs> uh, right. Hey, by the way, are you Matt as we roll? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, the reception B Rob got awesome. Yeah. yeah. And he ain't even played a snap for the, what are they, the commandos? They all go without. <laughs> Never mind. We don't need to chase that rabbit either. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Employee onboarding? Automated. Hmm. Customer support? Automated. What if you could automate all your company's routine operation tasks and do it easily? Uh, lead me. 26, the low tonight, 62. For tomorrow, dry air returns. The sky becoming partly to mostly sunny, the high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Well, we're having a too much fun on the show today. Welcome back to the Jay Barker Show. Jay's off today. Uh, Tony's been nice enough to step in. That's Tony as in legend, as in Curry. And then uh, Lars Anderson. Um, Hall of Fame book writer. I don't know if you're in Hall of Fame yet, but if you get on the New York Times bestseller list, boom. That's good enough uh, for me. That's pretty, that's pretty high cotton. Yeah. Uh, and, I and, appreciate that. That's and I'm, I'm Matt Coulter. I still don't have a signed copy around. of anything you've ever written, by the way. I do. Same. He signed one from uh, Dabo. Very very nice. Uh, I don't even have a book. I got, there's a bunch of them around the studio well, I here. One, you know, I want it to be given to you me. Want one that, one that you, can, you want one that you can still color in? Well, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do you have uh, something illustrated, please? <laughs> something I can... All right, question I did Lars. write, I did, many, many years ago, I wrote a kid's book uh, 
it was called it was a NASCAR book and it was like called Stars and Cars. Stars and Cars. By Lars. Oh wonderful. Lars. That sounds like something at the World yeah. of Wheels. Yeah, it was uh it was fun. It was fun writing a kid's book. I would like to do it again. How was that received? Was that a bestseller? Was it good or no? Uh I don't know. Um, what was the premise was, behind the book? It was just uh sort of highlighting different NASCAR drivers and So trying, something the kids really wouldn't want trying to Trying to keep every word within t- <laughs> in, 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 with two consonants, you know, short short words. Did you do blue car, red car? <laughs> Green car, two car. Yeah. Yeah. Only eight pages. It was just the primary colors and um, so during the break, I, I, I asked you guys this and I'll ask it again. Do you think Josh Heupel would ever leave Tennessee to go back to Oklahoma where he led the Sooners to a national championship as a quarterback, but also where he was fired as an offensive coordinator is Oklahoma a better job than Tennessee. I think we all can say, yes, it is. And overall, right now, no. But obviously, ask me Monday. If he beats Alabama, he, he may want to stay at we, we got to remember that Josh Heupel's coming off a seven-win season last year. I mean, I, and, and it's good. It's for and Now you win seven games, at least it buys your second year. Uh, we're, only, we're only five games into the into the season for the Tennessee Volunteers. Let's see what happens against Alabama this weekend. Uh, certainly if he wins the game. But, I, you know, Tennessee is a destination job. I agree. Oklahoma's a destination job, but I'm not saying Oklahoma job is not better than Tennessee, but it's still a destination job. It's not a stepping stone by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I'd so, much rather live in Knoxville than I, in Norman. You know, well, yeah, I would too. Spoken and, like a true Nebraskan. Well, no. If you think Nebraska's flat, go to Norman, Oklahoma. You, you, just, it is as, you can see the storms it, coming in from miles it away. It is as flat as an ironing board. All things being equal, do you have a better chance at winning multiple championships in Oklahoma or at Tennessee? Oklahoma, no question. Yeah, well, they're not in the SEC. Well, it, well, yeah. they will be. But, I mean, you can also, <laughs> right. lose, in the, you you can also, right. you can also <laughs> lose in the SEC and, and, and make the Final 12, which is coming up, too. Oh. Uh, in Oklahoma, you lose a couple of ball games. Does Oklahoma like have a better chance of getting into the playoffs if they had stayed and not moved to the SEC? Yeah. If they go to 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, in the long term, it's excellent move for Oklahoma and Texas to come to the SEC. And I think it's almost as excellent, pardon my grammar, as for the SEC. Yeah. That's big time. Yeah, I mean, that's not Missouri. I, I like Missouri. Uh, and it's I'll not even Texas say this, it's not Arkansas. It's Oklahoma. It's close. It's Oklahoma and Texas. That's big time. Yeah, you're Brent Venables right now. You're sitting three and three, and people are calling for your job. And the next thing you get is the SEC. <clears throat> Congratulations. I'm a little baffled that they're that bad, even though, as we've mentioned many times, that uh, they didn't have much left talent-wise. I don't think they're but 50 points. they lose points 49 yet. to nothing? Not, they're, not, they're, wow. not, they're not 49 points worse than te- Texas. who just got away from them. It was one of those games where it just, you know, and you could tell the players that their body language. He's a defensive coach. He won, coach. he won national championships defense. He had, but he's he never had been office. a head coach. You know what's this is the problem. I, yeah. I, I think when you're a, a, a high profile program, destination job type type of program, and you hire somebody who's never been a head coach, you just don't know how it's going to work. Even though uh, Venerables has been by uh, by Dabo's side for so many years, highest paid assistant in the country. It was the Kirby Can, Smart thing, right? I mean, yeah. Kirby was there at Alabama for a long period of time. He yep. waited for that right job. And I think, you know, as an Oklahoma fan, 
It's very, very similar. Yeah. Very similar. You know what this yeah. is? You're right. This is a high school sweetheart. This is high school sweetheart. They get into college. They stay together. And then uh, eight, nine years in the relationship, the families force them together. They end up getting married. And what happens? They get divorced two years later. It's just one of those things where everyone hopes it works out. It seems like it's such a great fit. Scott Frost in Nebraska, same situation. Yeah. It's working for Kirby. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, and, and you bring up a really good point, though, Matt. Um, when you're talking about defensive coaches, you know, if they lose 13 to 6, or, or 23 to 6, at least you're giving up 23 points because he is a defensive money coach. Right. When you've lost the defensive side and you can't score, you've got a double whammy coming Oh, no you. kidding. But it's interesting, and I'd love to go back and, and maybe I'll do some research for Friday. The difference between, from a fan standpoint, do you want to hire an offensive coordinator as your next head coach or defensive coordinator as your head coach? Because I always feel like we can figure it out offensively, but defense is the hard part, right? And, and I think a lot of times you see defensive coordinators come into positions and they're winning ugly. Their defense is good, but they can't score. And then eventually you hope that the offense comes along. But offensive guys, we think they can just wing the football over the place, but then again, their defense seems like it sucks. So I don't know. It's I wonder what, if you just did a 10-year <clears throat> dive on this, defensive coordinators that have taken head coach of John versus offense. Just, I, I would actually think a really the, good think, story idea for a long magazine piece. Uh, That'd be great, I, I would think... Uh, is there the, a place the defensive sell that? guys won more. What do you think? Just gut feel. I, on I'd this one. prefer to have de- uh, sorry an offensive coach, but um, it, it's just so hard to be the OC, be the offensive coordinator, and calling the plays, right. and then also being the CEO. And one thing I just want to circle back to Kirby Smart. Um, his first year, he was eight and five overall, four and four in conference. Mm-hmm. And do you remember? People were calling for his job. Yep. Georgia fans were. Well, you got to consider this Georgia fan. Yeah. Uh, so I don't so, know. so they were exactly I mean, elated after Nick Saban's I mean, first yeah. year. And, and Venerables is just it's just growing pains. You know, it's it's hard to take over a program and implement again your own system with players that you didn't recruit and try to make it work. It's not, uh, at this point, uh, wins and losses. It's progress. You just want to see progress. Yeah. You know, for the Auburn Tigers this weekend, you know, after that second to the last game, and then they, you just want to see progress. You want to see a, a game where at least the guys are working hard, they're playing hard, they're playing through the whistles, and, and, and you lose by 14, that's fine, but at least we see progress. You didn't see progress in the Auburn Tigers. And again, this weekend against Ole Miss, if you see some progress, that tells you the players haven't given up on their coach, they're not mailing in, and they want to continue to play football. Um, and I think it's going to be crucial, obviously, to him. But, again, I'm not sure why he's still there. So uh, somebody who's not from the state of Alabama, is it more common for Auburn and Alabama both to be really, really good at the same time? Or is it usually one team is up and the other team is down? What What is, uh, what is a more common incurrence? I think it's usually one up, one down. Uh, and, and that has called for, and the, the results, some really big upsets, like we almost had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer when they're game. both really, really good. I mean, back in the days when they were play, playing at Legion Field, and I know it wasn't 50-50, but it was really cool. Both bands were on the Love field uh, playing the national anthem. Some drunk Alabama fan always started yelling, oh, McDonald had a farm in the middle of it. It was just wonderful. <laughs> and um, in the in the atmosphere, I know it wasn't fifty fifty, but I used to make it a point to walk around the stadium on, on the turf before the game, just because it was just so invigorating. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful, uh, and that particularly was true when both were pretty good. Did they do the same thing at Legion Field that they do for the Red River rivalry? Where they I didn't realize it, but one half of the stadium is Texas, the other half is Oklahoma, or do they were they interspersed? 
You know, I should know the answer to that. But my, I love that. My immediate answer, I think, is just it was wherever, sparse, you where, wherever your seats were. Yeah. Um, I know there were some sections dedicated specifically to Auburn sure. and specifically to Alabama, but I don't know if you would go to this point. Just kind of like the general admission tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they were all in Section 202. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see that again. I'd love to see Auburn, Alabama at a neutral side game just one more time in my lifetime. Well, many would maintain that it wasn't neutral. Thanks, Pat. But, uh, thanks for ruining that. Yeah, but every every Auburn fan should get up each morning where could and go, that thank be, you, Pat. Where could that be played now? Boy, if you put it in protective life, do you know how hot that ticket would be? Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You'd have $4,000 tickets, you know, in the, in the – put it in Jerry World. The what, 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 Alabama game what, 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 Would Auburn, Alabama fans hate it if it was the first game of the year in the Chick-fil-A kickoff in Atlanta? I think so. Do you? Yep. Do you? Um, That's actually not a bad well, idea. Well, the, the fan base is uh, – you know what? I think it'd be I think it'd be awesome. I, I think it'd be great. Now, I don't have a dog in this hunt, but if you're a ticket holder, I, I don't think you'd have a problem with it. That would be, man, could you imagine if, because a lot of teams play uh, the rivalries early in the season. We used to have FSU Sounds and Miami good. every single year at the first game of the year. Yeah. <clears throat> That'd be awesome. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm just being old school. I am so set in my ways, obviously, that uh, I think playing at some time other than November just. Um, but I remember getting here back in 1988 and people were like, as long as we beat Alabama, if you're an Auburn fan, it doesn't matter whether we go in 10 or other games. That doesn't hold true anymore. It doesn't. Now, it can make your season if you're having a lousy season because it is the last game of the year, um, but that doesn't work anymore. Matt, I love what you just said, too, that you would take a walk around Legion yeah. Field before the game just to sort of get a sense of everything. I used to do that, too, before uh, games that I would cover, and uh, I, I just I loved it. I loved it because you just Electricity. You can feel the energy. Oh, yeah. It, it's so it, – it's – it's like the equivalent of uh, when you fly into New York City and then you take a, a, a cab or a car or Uber, whatever, into the city and you go through uh, the tunnel, one whatever tunnel or bridge, and then you're in Manhattan and it's just like you can feel the energy. And that's what it's like when uh, when uh, walking around a field before the game. You know what it's like for me? It's like uh, it's like changing out uh, a light switch and not turning off the breaker first. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is electric. That happened to me yesterday. It's also dead. I was like, jeez. Oh. Yeah. You held on to life? I, did, yeah. I guess so. You're here. Yeah. I'm, my hair's smoking a little bit. Electricity before. scares me to death. I mean, even, sometimes even changing light bulbs. Yeah, I'm okay with that now. Yeah. But uh, I always make sure where my feet are, not standing anything wet. Well, I stuck a fork make in sure first you're... to make sure it wasn't live, but it was. You ever stick a penny in one of the outlets when you were a little kid? Have you ever had, have you ever had a uh, a big bolt of electricity hit you? The, the most I think ever was uh, one of those little electric fences. Yeah, you, know? you got a dog collar on, like did a, you? You know what I did? I took a green blade of grass and I put it on there. Well, that's conductivity. It's fine. Only thing I could have done worse is pee on it. Now that's the worst thing you can ever do. And I didn't do that. Pee on an electric fence. (laughs) My friend was so lit up. We used to do that at remotes, radio remotes. We'd pee on on outlets. No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. Outside Oak Mountain Amphitheater. If there was a radio station there, I'd go over there and take a leak on them. Because once the outlet... It didn't come back and shock you? No, once the outlet's wet, it's done. 
it just it doesn't reset because you can't. So you, that was uh, what was the inspiration behind this? Uh, uh, ratings. <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem with them, boss? I'll be back in a minute. Drink a beer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did that more than two or three times. All right. Uh, whatever fun takes, facts. Whatever it takes tell. to win, man. Whatever it takes to win. All right. Uh, coming up. Um, I got to get the name of this again. Have you guys ever heard of Putt Shack? You're going to when we get back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's 
Tables and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Back on the Jay Barker Show, Jay Barker Network. Jay's stepped aside today. He's got the day off. Tony Curry and Lars Anderson are in studio. Uh, I had not heard of this until I just happened upon this website and this story about something called Putt Shack. Mm-hmm. It is an indoor mini golf, miniature golf. And guess who's backing it? I don't expect you to really answer that. The PGA. Top the, Golf. <clears throat> Top so golf. I'm thinking it's probably got a pretty good chance. They, they've already uh-huh. invested a lot of money and they're getting real estate sites, which, by the way, was one of the biggest issues when Top Golf. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're trying to find that much acreage in a city. Yeah. If you notice that top golfs are not on the outs, they're not in Calera. No. Um, I went to one in Houston, and it's not like in downtown Houston, but it's close. But anyway, and they have one, this particular hole that I have pulled up here. It's called Beer Pong. Ah. And evidently, you putt, and it goes up into solo cups, and the solo cups act as a drop. That's good. Like and it goes that. back. In, you know the ones that they've had? That, yeah. That, uh, I don't see any windmills. Yeah, if you go to a good putt-putt course, uh, there's the one called uh, the Pirate's Cove down at the beach. We go there every time uh-huh. we go to the beach. It is it, Everything works. The windmill works. The waterfalls work. You know, I wouldn't think the upkeep the on a putt-putt course would be that hard. I know that Treetop had a putt-putt course, and like three weeks into it, everything was broken. And I'm like, dude. Because people, They're outdoors. People love putt-putt, and it's great for dates, man. I used to take all my dates to putt-putt. You know, putt-putt first and the movie second because so I get a little smoochy-smoochy. And then, you know, we commence on our third day. But putt-putt was always the great place to go because it would take you about an hour and a half to go through putt-putt. You could play more than once. You were outside. People were laughing. You were around other people. Putt-putt were great in high school. Do you remember Let's see, uh, the, the putt-putt is a copyrighted name yep. for franchises that are at one time in the 60s, 70s, they were all across the nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were all two-par holes. Yep. They were all very, very similar. And they had putt putt golf masters. Oh yeah, you remember watching those on Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon when yep. bowling wasn't available? <laughs> they do yeah, you remember it was those? like a wild world, yeah. wild world of sports, yeah. right? It was it was. Uh, now it's pickleball. Was it on? It may have been on ABC's Wide World of Sports. But you mentioned pickleball. Mm-hmm. Guess who bought a pickleball team? LeBron James. Uh, he may have. He did too. Your buddy Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Kim Kleister. You remember her? Tennis player? They hook it up. Uh, 
I, I think he ought to wait. But I heard Giselle's going with Pete Dawson. Any of y'all? Uh, Leo. Leo. I think Leo's got the really? inside track. Yeah, she's too old for Leo. Leo That's only right. dates, Leo's got the uh, Leo he, only dates twenty five year olds. And wait, other. doesn't he have like some calculation that he yeah. uses? Half what, plus seven, yeah. What is it? Half plus seven. Half plus seven. But that's, that's usually too old for him. But he, he won't date anybody. As soon as a girl turns 25, she's gone. Look at his last four cows. Who is this again? I missed the Leo. name. DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Ah. Ah. And people like give him a hard time. I'm like, why? Let him do what he wants to do. He's, I just, I, walking, he's I, not marrying him. I think about that. I think about Wolf of Wall Street. But what I think about is the Matthew wolf. McConaughey at yeah. that table. Doing two, yeah. bringing martinis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> bringing martini every seven. Yeah, minutes. that's that's a uh, uh, good scene. Okay, so speaking, you, you mentioned like taking a date to Putt Putt. What is the best restaurant in Birmingham to take a first date to? Applebee's. There's no question. Does, I don't think there's any Applebee's left. Does Applebee's still exist? You still get. I always, yeah. I always say that because of Talladega Nights. Let's go get thrown out of an. Applebee's so for five wings uh, for a buck if you buy the whole shoot match. Uh, I, it kind of depends on if it's a casual date. Maybe it's a more casual place. If I'm really nuts about this person, I mean, do you do you go Perry's first day? Flemings, maybe. I'm uh, I'm going to take her. I, you know what I do is Milo's, I, I, maybe? I go to a place where I know everybody because I think it makes you look good when you walk in and people and I want to like. I'm coming on a date, and, and, and you kind of blow them off a little bit. Hey, man, what's going on? And then, yeah. It makes you look really important. And then, then you pay somebody to send you drinks. Now, now, if you take her there and she knows everybody, you're in trouble. <laughs> How do you know him? <laughs> what? I, um, I don't know. You ask, where would you go? The other thing is, the other thing that's very important is you always go on Thursdays. And why why? Because if it doesn't work out, you have to get up early for work the next morning. If it's going well, then you can set a date for Saturday or Sunday after the date. And oh, then yeah. just blow Friday on, off. If you go on Friday, then there's no reason to get out of bed on Saturday, so you can't play the old, I have to get out of bed early on Friday morning. So always go on a Thursday night date. Thursday okay. nights are the best. A- advice from that's the a, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's from Tinder, by the way. Tinder came up with that. <clears throat> always go on a Thursday night. Make sure it's something where there's other people around. I always like movies because you don't have to talk. And I think I'm a big body language guy. You can tell a lot about a woman just by her body language. In a theater scene? Yes. First date. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you hold her hand? Uh, yeah, you both uh, go for the popcorn at the same time kind of thing. Oh, Tony, I knew it would only take a matter of seconds mm. before you took this thing into the ditch. No, it's not and ditch. You did. No, yeah, you, just, you, no, did. you can hold hands. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. No, but movies are good because, you know, you've got other people around. She's entertained even if she doesn't want to be with you. She's entertained, but she's getting a free $16 movie. Sure. Still uh, also, kiss her in the middle of the day, not at the end. I and, just and, made that and up. And kiss her on the cheek, not the lips. Oh, uh, no. That's, you kiss that, a woman on the cheek and say, I had a really good time, it's over. Yeah. She, she won't be seeing time. you anytime. So. Works every time. I'm Let's telling where you. where it's gotten you. A kiss on the cheek. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Tony. Boy, I, just, I can't uh, wait till I start dating again. You're going to be getting Tony's dating tips every show. It's going to be great. I think we ought to do it anyway. I just gave you a few. <laughs> oh. Go to Putt Putt and Movie and start on Thursday night and kiss her on the cheek. There you I go. I have never taken a female Test on like a date to, to a Putt Putt. Well, it's because we don't have one. How yeah. can Birmingham not have a putt putt golf course? You would think it would kill here. It would yeah. absolutely. We need well, to get. Don't some be investors. surprised if they don't build one next to Top Golf in the very near future. Call five. I went to one in Gatlinburg that was indoors, and it had all the you know the special effects and See, all that. I, kind of I'm, stuff. Not an indoor, I'm not an indoor. I'm not an indoor putt putt guy. It's got to be outdoors. You got to feel the breeze. 
You ever played, though, right after it rains and that carpet is just kind of squishy? It's yeah, just, but if I'm with you, I'm like smelling the rain. It smells good. Yeah, I love the I get excited about the smell of the rain. I'm getting excited. I love excited. the smell of napalm. Yeah, but you know what? It makes the green slower, which should allow you to score better. Yeah, when they start going par three and par fours, and it's like almost impossible, and there's like multiple holes, you don't know where the ball is going to come out. It's like, just give me a good putt-putt course where I can get a two. Yeah, on each a one. two par on every one. Yeah. Um, those are kind of easy. Me, you know, being once a professional. Or you could take your girl to Top Golf. There's plenty to do there, too. Maybe she's a driver. Maybe you're dating a potential Michelle Wee. And then you just watch her just launch the ball 300 yards and you say, I'm going to get some wings. See you in a little bit. That is really and cool. You also, you, you know, you yeah. also can help with their their form. You know, oh, get like, them, uh, mm-hmm. like well, tin yeah. cup? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I've seen with Michelle. It is pretty cool What's when you drive Russo, this down. When you Renee. see those giant poles, it is like, what in the world is that? I still say that. And I know what's down there. Especially at night. You know, you drive by. I, there, wow. were, there were some range balls on the road adjacent to that on the protective side. I'm like, how in the world do you get a range ball over here? Like three or four range balls. Do you, that thing's 180 feet tall, those nets. And range, range balls don't normally fly as far. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Last time I was there with my kids, they uh, saw those range balls, and they were collecting them. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, how did they get out of here? Like an And I went, golly, these hit like, even I could notice they weren't very good. Those <laughs> are going to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll wrap up this edition of the Jay Barker Show in about four minutes. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. The Kristen Emerson Youth Foundation was created to carry on the memories and legacy of Kristen Emerson. Who- 76, the low tonight, 62. For tomorrow, dry air returns. The sky becoming partly to mostly sunny, the high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa. has uh, agreed to try and get Mike Leach on this show Friday. Mm-hmm. I look forward to that. By the way, uh, the Pirate Al- is an intriguing man. He really is. Uh, Alabama's favored by seven this weekend. That is the 77th con- uh, continuous FBS opponent that Alabama's been favored over, and that is, of course, the longest streak since the 1978 FBS-FCS split. That excludes championship games. Now, who straight. was the last team Alabama was the dog to? Does it say there? No, it does not. That's a great question. Yeah, they should have put that in there, right? If they're going to yeah. give you that kind of stat, you should know. Uh, and, again, that's excluding uh, championship games because I know they were a dog last year. But it's um, pretty amazing. 77 straight FPS games Alabama's been a favorite in. And I don't hmm. know what uh, – but uh, the, the numbers. So, uh, let's let's cut right to it. You guys are not afraid to put a dime on a game. Yeah. Who are you taking in that seven and a half, Lars? Yeah. Alabama. If I can get it at six and a half, I'll take Bama. I'm not. I don't play games to push, <clears throat> but six and a half. I I, I think I don't. I, I'm being honest with you. I don't think it matters whether Bryce Young is is the, the quarterback right now, regardless. Because I think if Bryce Young does play, I think he's at sixty or five or seventy percent, and I think Milrow's probably right there with him. I I do think Milrow learned a lot 
um, this past weekend, and that is Nick Saban, win your box, do your job, and trust the guys around you. He didn't do that. And I, I think because he got the, the, the jollies and the happies by that long run he had the week before, he thought all of a sudden, if I can't find my receiver, I'm just going to run. And they knew exactly what he was going to do. They shut it down. and, and They played the that. You're right. I think but we could, what makes we could you think see... he's not going to play? Or that he's only, excuse me, let me rephrase that. What makes you think that he's only I, I, about 60%? I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not Andrews. I, I don't know. I just, I just can't imagine him not playing last week and not throwing the football at all, all day on Saturday, even during practice. And all of a sudden, he's going to be shot up and ready to go for the Tennessee game this weekend. I just don't, I don't see how he could be 100%. I don't. It's his throwing arm. I think we could see a combination of the two on Saturday. And uh, I think Alabama has a real chance to establish the run and and, and, mm-hmm. be, and sort of be a little bit more creative in the run game with Milrow and doing RPOs. And, and, uh, and you know, I, I think he's just going to be so much more comfortable in making his second start and also the experience that he got on the road uh, at, in Fayetteville, I think, will help. And um, I, inter- I think I think we'll see I think we'll see a little bit of both. I'd be interested. I mean, to see, that's my guess. I'd be interested to see who's getting the majority of snaps this week. Who do you think is getting the majority of snaps? Because I, I mean, right. what, 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 we, you know, we, we we need to talk to the people in the apartment complex uh, who, who have, who have eyes on the practice field. One yeah. good hit on on Bryce and. He's going to be back out again. You don't think Tennessee knows that shoulder hurts? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, of course they uh, do. It's, it's worth the late flag, right? It's worth the late hit. I'm just oh, God, you. I would hate to think anybody, even Tennessee, would go that far. People were doing it against Cam. Well, um, couldn't get him. It, it's done. I mean, mm-hmm. just like when a cornerback goes out, where do you throw it next down? Yeah. Right where he was. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a part of football I think that we can all understand. Intentionally hitting a guy and trying to drive his shoulder in or something like that is not. I, I th- I'm thinking very different. I, I think Bryce takes every snap of this football game, throws right. for 350 yards, and we probably don't see Milrow unless by chance they're winning by 30 late, and I don't think that's going to happen. So I think it's a steady dose of number nine and and Gibbs. Yeah, I, I said uh, prior to the A&M game, the game that everyone thought Alabama was going to win 50 to nothing, that if Bama was down 20 to 17 late in that game, you'd see Bryce. Well, they were close to that, and they didn't bring Bryce in. So I'm starting to think to myself, maybe he's a little more banged up than we think he is. Well, Saban hadn't really let on, but I think uh, according to what Lars has brought us from Chris Lowe, uh, that uh, he's in. He's in. And he's, he's going to I go. mean, and, 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 and Nick did say on the uh, teleconference this morning that Bryce has made, quote, a lot of progress. And... Uh, and then he said, hopefully that will change in the near future. Uh, so he's kind of saying two things at the same time uh, because he doesn't want to tip his hand, obviously. But uh, I, I would be incredibly surprised if uh, Bryce Young is not behind center. Interesting uh, call, too, on Natua. He's out there throwing the football now. Yeah. He's not going to play this weekend. But, um, boy, that concussion protocol or back or neck or whatever it was boy, uh, seemed to clear itself up pretty quick, didn't it? Yeah, that's kind of and, yeah. I, I don't and, and, think and, and the Bridge, last sentence has been written on that story. Bridgewater is also in concussion protocol, mm-hmm. so they're now down to uh, their oh, third string quarterback. We know when Tony came in today, he was under protocol. There you go. Uh, Two that, really, really bad roughing the quarterback calls this past uh, week. One was on Tom Brady. What were your thoughts on that? I, I just that makes me kind of sick. And I, is, I even heard Troy Aikman say, "Listen, we we got to shut this down. This is ridiculous." I mean, if that, if that Tom Brady, it was not a. a 
a roughing the passer call at all. And, of course, Tom was going to go, what's going on? He wasn't thrown to the ground yeah. or anything. I looked at it a million times. It's like I could not see anything. Um, well, I, I, I made this point yesterday that, that the the sack on Brady was very similar to the sack on Tua. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 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 look, that we all, uh, I think, can agree that it was not roughing the passer when Tua went down against the Bengals. Yeah. But they just don't want uh, – clearly the league had said something to the refs. Uh, you don't want a defensive lineman, especially an interior defensive lineman who weighs about 375 pounds and is as uh, strong as an ox, slinging the quarterback to the ground. But, man, they got to get him to the ground somehow. And, and quarterbacks in the NFL – by and large, really big dudes. Yeah. Have you ever been? I mean, I've been around Matthew Brady. Stafford's a great example. Oh, That's gosh. a huge human being. Yes. Ben Roethlisberger it, was a ben monster. Ben Roethlisberger, but Brady's a big guy, too. Yeah, yeah. What, well, he's 6'4", right? Yeah, 6'4", like yeah, yeah, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and uh, it's not easy to get these guys to the ground. Um, and what do you so. do in the in the middle of your sack? Do you go, oh, what, what, do I need to lean this way? Do I need to pop up? Do yeah. I need to not slinging? You know, in the heat of battle, I don't know that you can think that quickly. Speaking of our quarterbacks, real quick, and we can get back into this uh, later this week, but uh, who's going to start for the Dallas Cowboys this weekend? Cooper. I, I would. I got a friend I mean, of mine who's a Dallas Cowboy fan, and he's like, listen, uh, he said, but they're not going to sit Dak Prescott because they got $150 million invested in him. I'm like, you know what? I don't care what they have invested in him. Do you want to go to the playoffs? He's he's playing. Fan, Cooper Rush is playing some fantastic football right now. Knocked off really my Bengals. Well. He's playing really really well within himself. He's he's making the plays where he needs to play. Why bring in Dak Prescott just because he's getting paid? Do you want to go to the playoffs or do you want to fulfill I this mean, contract to lose a football game? And also give Prescott another week to heal. They got Philadelphia uh, this weekend. The only undefeated team in the yep, National Football. You have the big X factor when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Jones and Jerry will start Dak. Because he's, he's thinking banned. himself, that's my future. That's what I'm like. Why? I I, I, I just I don't get it. I, I, I don't. I think he, right now he gives him the best chance to win. And like Lars said, hey, uh, give him another week. Do I think Dak is better than Cooper? Absolutely. Do I think those guys oh, yeah. around Cooper right now are playing their you know what's all for him? And with that defense, right now Dallas is winning football games because of their defense. Doomsday. Um, yeah. That doesn't. It doesn't exist anymore. What if Dak comes in, throws a couple of picks, they bring in Cooper? Oh, yeah. We'll talk about oh, the Dallas no. media. That'd what be about awesome. the social media That'd blow up on that one? Great. I mean, it's already out of kilter right now. I just wonder. All right, guy. Want to do this again tomorrow? Tony, you'll be back Friday, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lars, you'll be here. What about you, Charlotte? She'll be in the house. We had to go outside and uh, had to water the dog. Oh. It just added to the fluid already on the <laughs> Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, uh, thanks to all the guys at Tide 100.9, especially Josh Smith, as uh, he leads the show here from a production standpoint. We'll do it tomorrow at noon. Have a blessed afternoon. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance.